What's going on? This is Party Card Sports. I'm Cody, back with my co-host, Nate. What's going on, everybody? Your boys are back at it again. Damn, I missed that sound right there. I love that sound. It's a great sound, man. Speaking of uh, greatness, how was your weekend? You know, I wish I could remember most of it. <laughs> uh, you know, I did, did a little bit of drinking, did a little bit of disc golfing. Yeah, that's uh, all the did, fun about party card, man. That it That is actually the definition of party card. Honestly, I there's been so much that happened just the last few days. Let let alone what happened between Monday and Thursday. Let alone what happened between Thursday, Friday, and what's going to happen tomorrow, Saturday, as we're recording this Friday night. What what do you remember? What did you watch last weekend? Um, I had a very fun weekend, man. I mean, I played a lot of disc golf, like you said. I watched a lot of sports. Uh, got into the XFL games. The Nucci time's still a thing. You know, the Seattle Seahawks went in their game. Uh, Battlehawks. Battlehawks. No, no, Sea Dragons. Sea Seattle Dragon. Sea Dragons. Right. Yeah. Uh, but St. Louis Battlehawks did win their game versus a team that I was trying to root for, Arlington Renegades, but Bob Stoops doesn't know how to call a dang offense. I heard they got their shit pushed in. They did. They got freaking... It, 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 the score looks kind of close, like 24 to 11. It was kind of close, but... Arlington never never had a chance. Their touchdown came on defense, so like they're they're crap. And then obviously like DC defenders keeping it going, playing fantastic ball. I mean, I watched all those games. Um, we watched a, a little bit of the golf tournament. <sighs> what else was there? I mean, there was some NBA stuff, but it's NBA is kind of lackluster right now when you got so much news right, about yeah. NFL and March Madness and all of a sudden it doesn't really matter. Like the NBA basically takes a backseat to NFL free agency and let alone I think March so. Madness. I think so. Yeah. Unless like you're a huge NBA fan. Then you're what's wrong with the sports, I mean, and then, sports world. And even then like the end of the season is not that big unless your team's in trouble of not making the playoffs. And guess what? Ten teams on each side make the playoffs now. That's the dumbest I, thing I ever heard. There's only 16 teams on each side. I would say I, I don't even know how many. There might teams not even are be 16. I can't. Even, I honestly can't even remember how many there are because it's so insignificant. But 10 teams on each side make the playoffs now, which is stupid. Anyway, getting out of that, got forced uh, my buddy to watch a little bit of disc golf on one of the TVs on his TV yeah. wall. Had to jump that in there. Got to get some content for myself. Um, other than that, man. Really, the Not only thing too much. the I only mean, thing I remember from this weekend was watching KU get oh their shit. I wanted to forget about in. that. Getting just getting handled by Texas in the Big Twelve Championship twice, by twenty points. Twice in one week, Texas beat KU. One time, you know, it didn't really matter because KU already right, wrapped yeah. up the regular season Big Twelve. But then in the championship of the Big Twelve tournament. KU gets destroyed by Texas, and how, I think a big thing of that. I was I was about to ask you how much how much of that do you think was Bill Self not being on the sideline? Uh, huge, I think. I think the presence of Big Big Self, Bill He's a big Self, guy. is huge. Like just the attitude, the demeanor in the game, his smarts, his experience. I think it's huge. So not having him is always a big factor in my mind. Yeah, I mean, when you have a guy like Bill Self who just has been around that, basically that whole pro- – he is that program. And sometimes things just don't translate very well between a head coach like Bill Self and the assistant coach. I don't care what his name is. I don't know what his name is. But things just don't get translated very well. And I think we saw that in that Big 12 championship. People can make excuses. Oh, well, KU was tired. Well, dude, I don't tired. care. I don't, I don't care if they were tired. tired. No, they weren't ready. They yeah. they weren't coached up and enough because men- Bill Self mental wasn't focus there. wasn't there. Yeah, um, it was very sloppy, extremely sloppy game for KU. But anyway, I I did want to bring up this one point because I thought it was funny. You brought up the assistant coach. We ended up looking up his salary per year. This is the coach. Yeah, he makes five hundred thousand dollars a year to back up probably one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. And I'm telling you this right now. I can do that job. I, for sure I can do that job. And I probably would have got the team way more hyped up to play Texas <laughs> than that guy would have. So, if anything, I think that guy is overpaid for the crap job he just did. Listen here, KU. I will do it for $250,000 and, and, and a bottle of Gatorade a week. I'll do it for a hundred and just a, as much Bud Light as I can drink or Miller Lite Bud for that Light. matter. So... 
Sponsor us, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we obviously the Big 12 tournament happened Saturday. Selection Sunday was the next day. KU gets thank goodness. KU gets the number three overall Which seed, basically. Is so dumb. Yeah, I really so, Alabama. This here, in general, this was the weakest, 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 weakest by far. pool of number one seeds. And that includes KU. Uh, I think. Little teaser for later. We'll talk about why oh, it's the why? weakest. Little teaser. So we we just touched about Bill Self not being on the sideline, let alone KU comes out. Struggles early against Howard, and then basically proceeds oh, to do what a number one seed should do to a 16 seed. And, man, seed. you texted me during that. I thought, I was like, get out of here, dude. Don't even talk to me. I told you. It's like a, whoa, whoa, it's whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you, you, texted, you me. texted me first. You texted me. And you were like, oh, yeah, they're in trouble. And I was like, nah, man. It's, they're just playing with their food. Uh, the line doesn't food. play with a gazelle before but it takes do, it out, okay? Cats do play with their food like the little mouse. Man, Howard's that mouse. They're just smacking it back and forth a little bit. And plus, KU's a second-half team. They've been a the second-half team all uh, year. Yeah. Well, second-half teams don't win ships, so they better get it figured out real quick. Wrong. Last year in the national championship game, KU came from behind and won. Yeah, but... You can't always rely on that. We see that all the time. Teams that only play one half, whether it's the first half or the second Listen, half, I'm when you only play one half, if you if you, your team, you don't win ball games. If your team's going into the locker room and Bill Self is there to yell at you, I'm feeling pretty confident in that team. As long, as, long again, as you're within reach of distance, sure. Then again, Bill Self's not there now, and he wasn't there during the Howard game. There's been talks, heart problems. I haven't heard a rumor this week that. Uh, maybe it could have been a stroke. Now, I want the guy to get healthy, but for my own selfish reasons, I need that guy on the sideline real bad. Yeah. You know, you can handle the stress, self. Just go ahead and be there for the boys. It's so weird to me. It's weird to me. Like, out of all the times in his career where, like, crap's not going too well or whatever, it's like you just won a national championship. Your team basically shirred up the regular season Big 12, and now you had, like, a, a heart problem, like, stress got to you or something? Or I wonder how much whiskey that guy drinks. I bet he drinks enough. I mean, You think he's a maybe. whiskey guy or, like, a scotch or maybe even a vodka guy? You know, Bill Self seems like a kind of decent I think hangout. he's a whiskey guy. He, he seems like a decent probably hangout, so I'm saying whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. Because I think... I think he's not uppity enough to, you know, be like, oh, this scotch is so divine. <laughs> and he's not a, he's definitely not a wine guy. And if he is, oh, yeah. that's, yeah. please stop. And so, I mean, tequila, maybe. Maybe he likes a little tequila. Ah, a little sipping tequila. That, they say that's actually good for your heart. Yeah. Blue agave, in, in, man. In, that's in like moderation, good stuff. I guess. So, we're getting a little far fetched. <laughs> so, we, the March Madness tournament. Kicked off Thursday. Heck yeah. Round of 64 kicked off day one. We get some absolute bangers hey going man, on. No, I, dude, I'm telling you right now. Uh, so we, we usually take lunch around 1130 or so. Right. And that's that's when like pretty much all these that's when they started. Kicking started. Off. Yep, yep. And I'm telling you after that. And I'm, I don't think my area. Of my job is that big on sports, but I'm telling you, like, no work. Really no, no one was going no, on. No, no, no. And you could tell, like, the people that were working, you're like, shut up. <laughs> like, all, all the Asians were like, I go work now. Like, no, dude, dude. Oh, Basketball. Dude. So, the first game that was on was the Maryland-West Virginia game. Ended up being a close game. Uh, Maryland, have been. Maryland ended up winning by one. So stupid. The officiating in that game was absolutely horrendous. You know, they really did a really good job in the first, you know, eight to ten minutes of the first half. Really letting both teams play, getting real physical. West Virginia, for the first eight to ten minutes, basically handled Maryland all that ten minutes. And then the rest started calling a little tighter. West Virginia got in foul trouble. Maryland comes roaring back, ends up taking like a one or two point lead going into half. They come out of half. Once again, the refs change the way they're officiating the game. The refs are calling it looser, letting them play, letting them be a little bit more physical. West Virginia comes roaring back, takes a lead once again. And late in the second half, they start calling a lot tighter. Maryland comes back. There was a questionable uh, out-of-bounds call that I think they really blew. 
Uh, they called it out of bounds on West Virginia. They went to the review table and said there was no clear evidence to reverse the call. Uh, you guys can go look at it for yourself. I'm sure it's all over YouTube, but there is no absolute way that ball ever touched West Virginia and should have stayed with Maryland. Long story short, Maryland ended up winning the game by one. I, the officiating really blew that game. I didn't really get to see much of that game because, like I said, I was working. But well, I'll um, watch the shit out of that game. But I know that Bob Huggins snapped the clipboard. In half. I, that's a big dude. I mean, he's old, but he, he's still got um, some power. Here's what I'll say, and I've noticed this from other games. You brought up the point of refs getting a little ticky tacky. Man, I, out of all the games I've watched so far, and I know, I know I'm bringing this up because it's like the first thing it kind of deals into West Virginia. They have been really calling a lot of fouls, like just little, like little, little slaps on the wrists and stuff. Like, like instant whistles and yeah, pre whistling a lot of stuff to drives to. Yeah, like there's no contact and the whistle's already blown. Yeah. The ball's and, not and, even left the ground. I mean if there is contact, like sometimes a little, like con- a little contact is bad, you know? Right. And so uh, I mean like we could have a full debate about how weak basketball's gotten. I mean almost any sport. I yeah, mean, well yeah. Soft, I mean like, like, gotten, like I said, we can we can debate that. So on, so forth. We can debate that till the cows come home, but we ain't got that type of time, and I'm sure the audience doesn't want to listen to us talk about it. Wrong. They want to listen to me all day, every day, oh, talking about sure. how bad officiating is. Oh, I'm, Other I, games that happened that day, Furman beats Virginia. Dude, that was sick. A 13 that was beats sick. a What 14. was that dude? What was that dude thinking we got trapped? Yeah, Clark, oh, my Clark gosh. gets trapped in a corner, shit down his leg, decides to try to lob up the ball, what? thinking he could run out the time. The ball is caught at midcourt, but still, like, four seconds no, left. There was, there was, like, six seconds left. Like, I don't know how he thought that he could run out the yeah. clock. That He just he just shit down his leg and panicked. And then then homeboy intercepts the ball. More or less, yeah. Makes intercepts a it. great pass up to his, his this next guy. And then ice in his veins. Drains the Nothing three. but net for the lead. Leaving two, two seconds. seconds yeah. left. Insane. It was sick. Instant timeout, whole crowd, whole energy change in that place, man. It was sick. And I'm sitting at work, man, and I'm sitting there, and I, all of a sudden, I just, yeah! <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to go to sleep at this time. I just w- wrapped up the Maryland-West Virginia game. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sleep. And then I'm getting notifications on the phone. Oh, this game is closed. It's, it's coming out. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got to stay up and watch this. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, t- I, I don't know if I texted you or not, but I, I would think Furman's – my dark horse team like that's that, your cinderella yeah that's my cinderella and i was like man i'm gonna lose my cinderella on the first game and then, where you're supposed to lose it and then dude just bang just bang, bang and i'm just like yeah and you know i'm not well who'd they beat again i, I don't i can't even remember that's how virginia Furman beat virginia yeah, yeah. sorry sometimes i forget i just think about the one team i don't even think about that but dude virginia had no business losing that game. Nah. And that dude just shit the bed and just permanent. Boom. And then, not to mention, but then when they inbound the ball, that three point attempt at the end of the game was close. I thought for a second he made it off the backboard. Oh, yeah. And hit the banks open. Because I'm like, oh, that's looking pretty good. And then it hits the backboard and just bounces off. And I'm like, they won. It's crazy. That was the, so far for me, that was the best game so far. That was the best game so far because there was another game that happened that same day. 15 seed. Princeton beats the number two seed, yeah, Arizona, yeah, I get by that. four. No, yeah, yeah, I get that. But the, the reason why I think that's the best game is because obviously it was close. How it finished. But then how it finished was, that's March Madness, baby. Just that is March boom. Madness. I mean, you like, obviously, love it. Obviously, that upset by Princeton is crazy, and no one would have expected that. But the, the Cinderella, you know, the stone to Goliath's head, you know? Bam. And so it was crazy. I thought it was crazy. I thought, in my opinion, that was the best game. But also, I'm biased because I wanted Furman to win. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a great game because I picked him to win. But if I didn't pick him to win, yeah, it was whatever. But we're sitting here talking about upsets. We're recording here Friday night, and we're just maybe an hour, hour and a half after Purdue loses to Dixon, the Dixon Knights. 
Heck Who? Yeah, Dickskins. Let's go. The old Dickskins. Old Dickskins. Let's go. Just Purdue, the number four overall one seed. Yeah. They're I, awful. And they obviously just showed it. I don't care. I mean, I know we didn't call them out, you know, but we said I was we didn't pick them, but we did say that this was the one year where we thought for sure a, a 16, 16 yep. seed would win a game. And we didn't say Purdue. Honestly, but, I didn't know Purdue was even up there to get a one seed. Yeah. No. I, when when I, when the brackets came out, I was like, when when the fuck did Purdue get good at basketball to get a one seed? Yeah. And look, look at Shodal. Turns and out. I, and I was saying this, and everybody everybody kept saying, no, 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 Purdue, they got that seven foot five guy that who's going to be able to match up against him, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Guess what? Guess what? You know how, you know the tallest player on this team, Nate? You know the tallest player on that, that on, team? On Dickinson? I'll hit you up with it. Six foot six. That's the tallest player on that team. In fact, they're the lowest in the nation on average of height at six three. Wow. Yeah. And they just took on this almighty seven foot five guy. He can't run. Height doesn't win ball games no. anymore. Physicality doesn't win. Everybody ball games. kept telling me that all week. I'm like, do you guys no basketball just because he's seven foot five means absolutely nothing. I mean, we we can look at Missouri or not Missouri State, Michigan State, who basically does not have a true center who who doesn't really play a true in the paint offensive type of game who re- really relies on the outside shooting. Barely kind of sneak out of their game today. Who they play? Uh, Damn, I can't find it on my sheet. I watched the game. Michigan State. Michigan State played USC. Yeah. That's right. And they they snuck out of it. They really did. Because USC, when they were able to get inside, they really made Michigan State hurt. But when Michigan State was lighting it up from the corner and from the top of the key, hitting the mid-range and the long range, USC didn't have an answer for them. I, I always, in my opinion, uh, Michigan State is one of those blue chips that are not blue chips. You know what I mean? It's because Tom Izzo. Tom, yeah. Tom Izzo, I think they said 29 straight appearances now Yeah, with him in Michigan State. Just absolutely. I so mean, like, the I, man I, himself is already made in March. Yeah, I, I lumped them. I, lump, I usually lump Michigan State in there with the blue chips, even though they're not technically a blue chip or whatever. I, I lumped them in there with them just because of I usually see them in the tournament. They're usually, you know, pretty good. And so when I saw them versus USC, 7 versus 10, I believe. 7 10, yeah. I just picked him automatically. And so the fact to. that it was even kind of close, I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I really thought they were just going to kind of run away with it. But both both teams played really good defense. Uh, Michigan State started really strong on defense and offense, and then USC kind of caught some late spurts in the first half and some late spurts in the in the second half, made it real close and an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about man. We're both Big Twelve guys, and Big Twelve Nation. Big Twelve kind of let us down on day one a little bit. Talk, I really don't want to talk. About I mean, it. KU KU did their thing, but what happened to West Virginia? Obviously, we just talked about it. they lost. What happened to? Yeah. Uh, gosh, why can't I remember now? Iowa State. Iowa just State lost just lost. Uh, hopefully, K State pulls this off. We're recording in the middle of their game. We're trying to keep kind of an eye on it. Obviously, Texas pulled off. Two losses though for the Big Twelve. Yeah, right for, off the back. But I mean, those were the the weaker teams from the Big Twelve. But they didn't. They lost to teams that they shouldn't. Maryland's still and, a good basketball and team. And by the way, but Iowa I, State got their butts handed to. Iowa State bad. had no business getting handled by Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was, had to win to get in. I think Pittsburgh was a little underrated, but. That Iowa State should have handled that. Their defense did wasn't, not play. Am, am I crazy? It wasn't Pittsburgh. A, you have to win a game to get in. I'm not. A, I'm not aware. They I, were. I'm, they were I'm 11 sure, seed. I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh was a was win a win and get in. in. They win their so championship. They had to win a game before they even played. A, and, and Iowa State was slow. They played bad. Offense was awful. They scored 41 points, dude, my dude. Yeah. 41 I, I points. don't. I don't watch any of it. I Trash just kinda, cans. I just kind of kept the look they on the should scoreboard. Rename their team from Cyclones to Trash Cans. Trash Cans. So, we're sitting here, we're talking about March Madness. No one really cares about the 64. No one cares about the round of 32. Yeah, the Sweet 16, that's okay. The Elite 8, yeah. Everyone cares about the last two stages. 
Who's in your final four? Who's in the ship? And who's taking home the ship? Cody, who's in your final four? And are they still alive as of now? My final four is my my final four is alive and well. Technically, for, for now. No, that's all. Yeah, for alive and well until tomorrow Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I have I have Duke. Okay. I think Duke was the hottest team coming into the tournament, in my opinion. Then I have uh, obviously Baylor um, b- because Big Twelve bias. And then two of the teams that I think are probably one and two in my mind of best teams, and that's Texas and KU. Really strong Final Four, I think. And we match up a lot of the same. I mean, there's a lot of bias with that Final Four because I'm a Big 12 guy, but I think that there's no, in my opinion, those are three solid teams. I agree. I also have three Big 12 teams in my Final Four. And I tried. I did. I tried to be as unbiased as I possibly could doing each individual region by itself so I was not looking at further matchups. I've got Baylor coming out of the South. I've got Kansas State coming out of the East. I've got KU coming out of the West. And I got Xavier, who barely squeaked by today. Motherfuckers had me having a heart attack out of the Midwest. Those are my final four. Baylor, Xavier, Kansas State, KU. Yeah, you were, you, I mean, you were texting during that, and I could have sworn that you were just going to throw everything away. You might have, you might have canceled the podcast if, if they would have lost. Our, our audience would have had a great ASMR for about 15 seconds of me just tearing up my bracket nice and slowly in front of my. <laughs> so, who do, you, who do you have? Talk about your final four matchups. Uh, final four matchup obviously is Baylor versus Duke. And who do you have winning that game? I have Duke winning that you game. You got Duke going into the ship Just over Baylor. They, okay, so Duke's been there before. They're a blue chip, right? They're the, they're the people that have been there before. They're, they were hot going in to the tournament. They started off slow in the season, but really ran the table at the end. And so that's why I put Duke in. Baylor And Baylor... Out of all the Big 12 teams I have left, are the weakest. So that's why I had to keep them there. They lose. KU versus Texas. Who do you have one of that game? I tried so hard not to be biased. I, I went through the whole thing. Uh, but I let myself just have fun with it. And really, like, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Especially when they're KU especially when they're KU. So I put KU in the national championship versus Duke. That that would be a great matchup to watch. It hit blue chip versus blue chip. Yeah. And But I think I think for KU to do that, I think Bill Self has to be back on the I side. think so too. I don't I did not from what I heard when I made my bracket, Bill Self was coaching week 1 or game 1. But I don't think he and was And then that. he didn't. Right, right. And now I'm nervous. I actually, and don't take this the wrong way, but when I heard that news, I actually put money down on Howard to win. That when when you heard that he was not going to yes. be in Wow. Yes. I because because they just got their butts kicked by Texas. But Texas that's, Texas isn't Howard. I was nervous, man. I'm like, oh man. And I I was like, that's a number one. I'm like, what if what if. What, what, what if that's we the one said, we were talking what about? What if we said, well, yeah. And I was like, oh, man. So I put some money down, and they lost. And I think the reason why KU ended up winning by so much because I put money on Howard to win. So uh, I, it was like a it was like reverse psychology, but from betting. Yeah. It's like, I will bet on this team to win so that my team wins so that they lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yes, Bill Self I think has to be there for this team to go back to back. I think absolutely. So my final four, like I said, I also have three big 12 teams. I've got Baylor versus K-State. And then I have Baylor beating K-State to get to the ship. I have Xavier versus KU. And as you said, I tried to be as unbiased as I possibly could. And unlike you, my bias did not win. I got Xavier beating KU in the final four. And then I have Xavier beating Baylor in the ship. Well, how do you feel about how do you feel about that now? Seeing that first game. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I'll, 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 talk, I'll talk about it after Sunday. Okay? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Xavier is a really good team. 
and they actually do have very good like three point percentages and stuff. Solid and defense. usually, and usually that's what I look at a lot. So they're a good team. I think they got a rough start in week one or week. Gosh, I keep saying week game one. I think they'll bounce back in the next next game. So we'll see how that goal goes. But honestly, dude, if I literally did not let bias at all go into it, I honestly think, and I put this in a couple brackets, you know, that I was messing around with. I think Texas wins the national championship. Texas is a good team. And there was a stat that came out that I think it was like 13 of the last 17 March Madnesses that the tournament winner for March Madness won their conference. Tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, and I was talking to the old man about this. Like, you're coming into this tournament where basically you have to win one, two, three, four, five, six games. Your sixth win gets you the ship. A lot of these teams, they played their conference championship, their conference tournament. Like Texas, that's, what was that, three wins there? So that they're is, they're yes. co- they're coming in hot. They, now they have the confidence to win six more games. So I think there is, you know, that that momentum, that roller coaster taking you up to the top of the hill that will be the championship game. And I I do think Texas could very well pull it off. But I I have them losing to Xavier. <laughs> yeah, the only, the only other team I had in another bracket that made it that far was uh, Marquette, and the only reason. I had Marquette is because uh, Shaka Shaka Smart, or I think his name is, that is an old v- VCU coach from back in the day when VCU made like that, that sweet run. 16 run. Mm-hmm. And they were, and so I was like, you know, he's been there before. Marquette's actually really good. They're two seed this year. There's a very good chance they make it. That's the only other team that I put up there, really, to be honest. So I at- don't have Alabama. I no. Don't, I, I don't have, have Purdue. I don't obviously. have Alabama making out of the, I, the the Sweet Sixteen at best. I think I'm pretty sure on most of my brackets, I had Alabama losing the second game. Uh I did when it was West Virginia, but I also think as of now, I think Maryland can beat them. But if they somehow get by Maryland, I don't think they get out of the Sweet Sixteen. And I don't think Bama does. I still don't like Houston that much in uh, their bracket either. I think I think Houston doesn't make it out of the Sweet Sixteen either, and that's just my unbiased ish opinion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're fans of them, but your your teams didn't play anybody all year. They're not used to going back to back to back to back to back good opponents. Right. So let's kind of close up on March Madness because we've got a lot to cover for yeah, the NFL. For real. Yeah. So we got who's bringing it home. I know you have a Cinderella. Who's your big Cinderella on your bracket and how far do they go? Furman. Furman. How elite far? Eight. Furman for the Elite Eight. Furman and the Elite Eight. They lose to I believe it was, I believe I had them losing to Texas. I mean let no, me check no Furman, Baylor. Baylor. Furman Baylor. Would have lost I had them Baylor. losing to Baylor. Yep. In the Elite Eight. Yeah. Okay. Rough. That, Rough. And I probably would have had them going further, but Baylor is actually a really good team. I, I don't think Furman could beat anybody on that bottom half of the bracket. And that's including uh UCSB. I don't know who that is, but yeah, I don't think they could beat them. But also, I had West Virginia going to the Sweet 16 and them and Furman beating West Virginia. But, uh, yeah, West Virginia's not there anymore. So yeah, I had West Virginia all the way to the lead eight. Thanks a lot for that. Moving on. Don't <laughs> want to talk about it. And, by the way, in my Elite Eight, I had Duke beating Kansas State. So I wasn't that biased. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I do have the Duke-Kansas State in the lead eight. That would be a cool game. No, I have Memphis beating Duke, and I have Memphis and Kansas State in the league. See, that'd be a cool game, too. Yep. All right. We're done. We're done with basketball. You've heard enough. I've heard enough because this is what I've been waiting on all week long. It's NFL free agency, baby. I love it. Huge Huge week. Huge week. Week one free agency, a lot of moves, a lot of stuff to cover. We're not going to go over it all. We're just going to go over some things that we think are important, some things that we like, maybe some things that we didn't like. Cody, kick us off. What did the Cowboys do week one free agency? Uh, okay. We, let's, let's start off real early. Uh, if, if we were a bigger production, we'd play some sad music right now. I'd go into cry, crying noises and everything. But my boy, a guy I've really liked for a long time, got cut. Ezekiel Elliott is gone. Had to be done. It had to be done. But man, that's that's sad. That's sad news. Uh, other than that, we 
franchise tag Tony Pollard. Oh my gosh, the Colts did it again, man. They we sent did it us again. A beautiful present. I didn't know it was my birthday. I didn't know it was Christmas. Thank you, Nate, for your Colts sending us over Stefan Gilmore for absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, a, a fifth round pick. Gilmore's old. You're probably going to only get maybe two more years out of him. I think it's a fair trade. I definitely don't like see it. it coming. I What I'm hoping happens, because Rakyasin, a former corner for Indianapolis, was traded last season, is now back on free agency. I hope now that we don't have Stephon Gilmore, they'll go back after Rock. But I'm going to get into that later. Carry on with what the Cowboys okay. have uh it One more so quick far. thing. We we franchise tagged Tony Pollard. I think that was on last week's episode, baby. We re-signed uh, Leighton Vander Esch, re-signed Donovan Wilson. Not nothing too big. Uh, other than that, we restructured a bunch of deals, and then a bunch of rumors just happened, basically. Nothing else big oh, splashing. Oh, the Cowboy rumors. Re-signed Cooper Rush. That was huge today. I can't believe yes. it. That was the greatest re-pickup I've ever heard in my entire life. Is that sarcasm? Ab- absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, I don't... I mean, we, we haven't done too much, but we did enough like to make me a little happy. You know, I, I was happy about that trade. That we just made a little splash. Made just a little splash, you know? No. Exactly. No bloop. The Colts, unfortunately, have been quite lackluster in free agency. Nah, man. Nah. Nah, this is my team. I'm going to talk about it. I'll bring it up. You sit there and you, you be quiet. I will mute you. You better bring it up. I will. Finally. Finally, they released Matt Ryan. Opened up $17 million in cap. Yes, you just heard it. The Colts trade Stephon Gilmore for a fifth-round pick when they're compository picks or compensatory picks, which is pick 176 overall. That opened up a little bit more cap between releasing Matt Ryan and Stephon Gilmore. It opened up just over $23 million a cap, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on that. And then with that, $23 million a cap plus the other 13-ish, 16-ish that we had in cap, we go sign fucking Gardner Minshew. Let's go, Uncle every, Rico. Out of everybody that we could have possibly signed, Colts Nation, we sign. Gardner Minshew, we have two other quarterbacks on the roster and Nick Foles and Sam Ellinger. We just released Matt Ryan. We're going to draft another quarterback, hopefully, and we signed Gardner Minshew. So that means now we're going to have to release one of those other guys. Nah, man. Minshew magic, baby. He's leading that team to a playoff run. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Minshew. Uncle Rico is back, baby. I love me some Minshew. I, I was begging all year last year. I was begging a team to, to bring him on as the number one. And you know what? Your Colts did it, and I love it. When when I woke up and I saw that, I about had a fucking aneurysm, and I'm only 29. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love, like, tweeting about it and be like, yeah, Nate's going to be real happy about this. Woohoo! great pickup. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like Gardner Mitchell as much as the next guy. I don't want him on my fucking team. He's not a franchise quarterback. The Colts are looking for a franchise quarterback. I'm looking for a franchise Min- quarterback. Minshew's franchise, man. Stop. <laughs> Get help. So, with the moves that the Cowboys have made, are there any other moves? Are there any other players that, in your mind, could be acquired and that are still available right now in free agency? That are available. Available and realistic, realistically be acquired still we're, by we're the Cowboys. We're not talking trades. We're, we're just talking about available Avail- free agents. Available for free agency, yes. Okay. So, obviously, the big one, and uh, and the reason why I bring him up is mainly because of our DC, Dan Quinn, is Bobby Wagner still available. Yeah. We mm-hmm. Yes, we have Micah Parsons. Yeah, we have. We just, like I said, we signed Leighton Vanners, but Bobby Wagner is out there, and he would sustain... A linebacker spot that Parsons can't really do because Parsons is more of an outside linebacker. Yeah, Bob, Bobby plays way exactly. more in the middle, right? Exactly. And Leighton Vanders is just like a – he's not a coverage guy. He's a I'm going to go tackle the runner type of guy, like downhill <clears throat> guy. Bobby Wagner's not that. Bobby Wagner's smart, you know, one of the best linebackers in the league. But I, I think he's At, lost a step. Oh, for sure. Don't – no, for sure. I don't disagree with you, but he just had a pretty decent year with – 
L.A. And LA. I mean, obviously, but with, with Dan Quinn and, you know, he already kind of probably knows the system. I'd love that. I'm, I'd go for that. Obviously, you know me, I want a wide receiver. And we talked about him a lot last week, but for the wrong team, Adam Thielen, please. Give Adam him, Thielen. I, I have a feeling, you know. You got a feeling. I'm, I, I want him pretty badly. He probably won't be in Cowboys. He probably won't be there, but it, it, I, I hear more of the OBJ to the Cowboys. I, I read a lot of that in the rumors. Yeah, I don't. the The stunts he pulled last year just soured that for me. Like he he basically went on a tour of NFL teams. Then he was like, "I want wide receiver one money." I'm like. Dude, after not playing, after not playing a whole year, yeah. he wanted. I'm, I'm gonna come to the playoffs and be paid twenty five million dollars. No, what? Why would anyone do that? No. Uh, other than that, free agency. I don't really. Maybe a lineman type guy, like a. I don't even know. I don't even know who's really there, but I, I think. Orlando Brown already got signed. Yeah, he's with the Bengals now. Which is, uh, by the way, which a very good pickup by the Bengals. Now spending like better, but now spending like five hundred million dollars on their offensive line. Yeah, you know, I mean, definitely got Burrow some help. Listen, they last off season it was <laughs> Burrow. You know, obviously struggled his first couple years because his offensive line let him get his ACL torn. Yeah, but then they the last off season they spent like I think it was two hundred million dollars on that offensive line. It still wasn't good enough. And then now they gave. Orlando Brown, Brown, Orlando Brown, a huge contract too. So that might be the most expensive offensive line in the NFL right now. Homeboy better not even get touched. So other than that, man, I, I don't really know anybody else in free agency that I'm literally loving. What about you, team, for your Colts? After clearing up all the cap with Matt Ryan and Stephon Gilmore, we now have enough cap to go after the wide receiver I've been wanting since free agency has even been talked about and that's dj chark he is out he's still out there we've got the cap colts nation let's go get him if we're not gonna go get him we just got rid of stefan gilmore we need another corner i just mentioned it about 10 minutes ago rock yasin former corner from for the indianapolis colts that we just traded last year he is now back on free agency let's bring him back home it was hard to let him go the defense coordinator said that if we're not gonna do one of those two guys we still need help on the offensive line. Orlando Brown's already signed. I would have liked to have him. Donovan Smith, left tackle for Tampa Bay, is on free agency. Older guy, but our left tackle now, who was a rookie last year, just struggled. He needs time to develop. Have him sit behind Donovan Smith and learn a thing or two because he gave up way too many sacks, gave up way too many penalties and holding, and I'm tired of freaking watching it. Now, to carry on about that, Rumors and articles going all around about Ryan Kelly, the Colts center, being on the trade block. Mo Alley-Cox, the number one tight end, on the trade block. If, if Ryan Kelly were to be traded, another good offensive lineman in Fringe that's still currently avail available is Connor McGovern, the center and guard from the Bills. He's not there. No, was, no, he just got picked. It had Connor happened just today. Connor McGovern... Uh, literally just got picked up by the Bills. Like, Connor McGovern played for the Cowboys last year. I, he, I thought he was signed by the Cowboys, and he played for the Bills and was a free no, agent no, no. as Connor, of now. Connor McGovern played for the Cowboys and then was signed in free agency by the Bills. I got to pull that up because I don't think it's I No, it's 100% true. Pull that up. I, I don't think that's right. I know it's 100% true because he played for my team. How are you going to tell me whether or not he wasn't there or not? He's, he was a left left guard. They tried to play him at center at one point in time, and he was okay. He was just best. okay. Just okay at best. Like, he... Uh, you can look it up if you want to, but I'm telling you right now, he was a Cowboy. I, I know he was a Cowboy. I know he was drafted by the Cowboys. But I thought he was a free agent as no, of now. No, it says right here, Buffalo Bills plan to play... Play Connor McGovern at left guard. Yeah, he is. He was a cowboy. Bill signed twenty three million dollar ex cowboy. So he just signed. Yeah, he just signed. 
Oh, Bill's at. Okay, there it is. Yeah, four days ago. Yeah. I thought I heard. I thought I just read an article today as I was doing my talk sheet saying that he was still available. No, no. Because I did not see that on the Bill's transaction sheet at all. Yeah. So well, that, shit. That's not available. Well, uh, let's, not, said, let's not get rid of Ryan center, Kelly. Right? You said you need a center, right? Nope, I don't want any other centers. There, There is a center out right now that is actually pretty good, and that is Rodney Hudson. Nope, rather have Ryan Kelly. If I if well, I can't of course have, Con- if I can't have you Connor, Connor, I don't want. Listen to me. You didn't want Connor McGovern playing center for you either. There's a reason why Tyler Biotish stayed at center for the Cowboys, and he's not even that good. It's because Connor McGovern can't play center. I'm telling you right now. Trust me. Good thing for your team. Also, good thing for your team. Don't trade Ryan Kelly. That's so yeah. stupid. The fact that they're blaming blaming Ryan Kelly on our bad left tackle play and our bad right guard play is absolutely just oh, terrible. Also, you, you said you need a left tackle. I got you, man. I got you right here. Taylor Lewan. He's already signed. What? He's got signed? Signed by the Chiefs. The left ta- the left tackle out of the Jaguars? No, 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 no. Different guy. Taylor Jawan. No, this is Taylor Lewan. Oh, Lewan. Yeah. Not Jawan Taylor. He, <laughs> no, not Jawan Taylor. And he, I've been he played for Tennessee, got released. Now, here's the problem with him. He's had two injuries that have pretty much been season-ending yeah, the last, like, two or three years in a that's row. That's why I'd, have, I'd rather have Donovan Smith. No, I agree. But he's out there, and he's actually really good. Like, he's legit good if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. And that's also a busting with the boys guy. That's a barstool thing. Yeah. Sponsor us. I, I, don't, I don't listen to those guys too much. Well, so uh, we can just go ahead and neglect everything I just said about that. So. It's okay. I know more about NFL than you do. Just, just what a guy. It. You, you know more about your team. <laughs> if, if you, if Connor McGovern wasn't part of the Cowboys package, you would have been like, who? Okay. Yeah. Just let him roll with it. Yeah. Let him roll with let it. Him roll I with knew. It. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> So, other than that, before I get to my last point in free agency, you know, one one big thing is that the Eagles have surprisingly maintained the core group of everybody that was on free agency. So, they got Jason Kelsey to resign. They got Darius Slay to resign. They got James Bradbury to resign. They got Fletcher Cox to resign. She mute me? No. Okay. Darius Slay thing was stupid. Because it was announced that he was going to be released. Yeah, he was, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he, the, the complaints went all online. The Twitter sphere went crazy. He posted, see you all later. Peace out. Then all of a sudden, I'm telling you, I was still up at this point. At like 11 o'clock or midnight, he texted, wait a minute, I'm back. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? The next thing you know, the next day, Adam Scheffner, one of them guys goes, Darius Slay is re-signed to the Eagles. I'm like, what the heck happened? So man, what what these reporters just shut up and let things happen before they report it. I mean that that's the difference between do you want to play for money or do you want to play for a ship? I mean he he was there, they came up short. I think eventually he is going to leave the Eagles and try to play for money because between He's too old between you me and the fence post, the Eagles aren't going back. No, no. I, I, I don't think the Eagles repeat. I don't think the Eagles come out of that division. They tried. Yeah, that that was their year. If they wanted to get it done, they should have got it done this past year. Unless they do something big, like in in signing. I mean, their defense is now. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That the re-sign for Darius uh, Slay kind of hurt their chances at keeping their other free agent. That's at safety. It's like Gardner. Gosh dang it! Why can't I ever remember Marcus Epps. Is that what his name is? Yeah, Marcus Epps. Yeah, no, no, Chancey Gardner Johnson. Oh, he's a sa- he's their safety. I think and he's in free Epps, agency. Their other and he's actually really good too. But now they have less money, so I don't know. Is their defense will probably still be pretty good because they re-signed most of their weapons, right? But I mean, and what they got AJ Brown, really? and they don't have anything really on offense. Like they lost, they they don't have a running back. They legit. They lost both the running backs. We, we we've already learned that running back doesn't win you ships. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but the, literally, the Super Bowl champ has the highest the highest rushing in the last five years. 
by a Super Bowl champ was 20th in the league. And that yeah. was just this past year with the Chiefs. That's true. So rushing no longer even... It's it's almost negligible when we talk about playing for a ship. Which is why it's a good thing we just dropped Zeke right? Elliott. Yeah. Which is why... <laughs> it's I don't, sad. It's I don't, sad, but it's a good thing. Which is why I don't think he's going to find a job. Yeah. At least, at least, at least he'll find money, a job. At least for the money that he, he wants. No. I, I don't... He was... Here's the weirdest thing. He was willing to restructure his contract to stay on the team. So I'm really wondering... How much the Cowboys organization was like, yeah, we're just done, dude. Yeah, I, I would be. I mean, but, he, he just doesn't fit. He just doesn't fit the bill for the rest of the league and for the way that the game is played anymore. I think I think there's a good chance though Philly comes out of that conference these next couple of years. I don't know how they'll do in the playoffs, but I, I, Cowboy man, as a Cowboys fan, I'm. Dude, I'm the, skeptical. The Giants have been real aggressive in free yes, agency. The Giants have looked really uh, good. I I think they had. I think the Giants, depending on what happens in the draft and what happens the rest of free agency, they look really strong on on paper. They look really strong. Now, can Danny Jones, Danny Dimes, do what he's done without without the potential of a run game? If if he can't rely on the run game, no, no, no. It, they. Uh, I, I know. I know they got they, they got yeah. Saquon. But if for some reason Saquon doesn't well, have the same year, gets injured, can didn't they Danny... just make a huge pickup though? A huge free agency trade, didn't they? Uh, enlighten me. Oh my gosh! Now I can't keep keep going about the running back. Can Danny Dimes do all this stuff? Keep going. Well, I mean, we we talked about it last weekend that Danny Dimes' only two really good seasons were in correlation with great seasons, all right? Good seasons from Saquon Barkley. Thousand yard plus rushing, uh, double digit touchdowns, and the two years that Saquon was out injured, Danny Jones just was very lackluster, turned the ball over a lot, and the Giants really suffered. Yeah, man, huge, huge pickup for the Giants and for Danny Jones. Darren Waller, yeah, goes to the Giants. That's okay, yeah. huge. I, I think so. And uh, they picked up a wide receiver too. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I, I, I can't remember. Mostly because I was getting to my last point in free agency. I was really be- torn between them and the team that I'm going to act, a team that I'm going to bring up for the question I'm about to ask you. As of now, who do you think is winning free agency? If you had to pick one of the 32 teams right now, who do you think is doing the best in free agency? Um,. <sighs> That's a hard question, but I actually really enjoy what the Bears are doing in the free agency kind of market right now. I think they've, first of all, they acquired, gosh, what what freaking wide receiver is that? They acquired a really good wide receiver, and I'm blanking, but I, I think they've done really good work in the free agent market, and also the... New York Giants pickup for wide receiver that you yeah. talked about is Paris Campbell. That's it. God, we just yes. talked about that. <laughs> and Darius Slayton. Yes. I don't know they, who that is. Yeah, they got Slayton. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I think the Bears, I think they're trying to hone in, get fields, like a team around him, like to really thrive. They're really trying system. to build a team. But remember, a good quarterback – does you no good if he's on his back, okay? You can have the best quarterback in the league. If you can't protect him, it doesn't matter. That's what the Colts failed to do last year. It doesn't matter that you have Matt Ryan who can throw the ball from the pocket if he has to run out of the pocket. So, the Bears, like I said, right, have picked up Tunyon as a tight Robert end. Tunyon, yep. From the Green Bay, a big weapon for Fields right there. DJ Moore. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, obviously I how I talked about DJ Moore. They've picked up a, a linebacker from the Bills, Traymond Edmonds. That's a fantastic player. Another uh, Philly uh, linebacker, TJ Edwards. And then also they picked up offensive line guys, Nate, Nate Davis. Uh, they also got a backup just in case Fields gets hurt. PJ Walker, Amen. Gotta I love PJ Walker. I think it's a good backup for him. And then on the defensive line, a big name, Demarcus Walker. 
That's pretty big. Yeah. I I mean, I I think that in my opinion, I think the Bears are doing really well. Oh, new Bears running back, Deontay Foreman. I like Deontay Foreman. Pretty great. Not Gosh, I use that word too much, like you said. Yeah, you Not do. great. Pretty good. Good. Solid. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty solid. That's So that's my pick right now. What do you got? You tell me what you got. I'm excited. Not so much that I'm excited about who this team is, but I'm excited because of all the scenarios that are running through my head when I think about this team. Because you brought up the Darren Waller trade. Such a huge trade, by the way. Like I think Darren Waller is... I think I think he's solid, but it's just with the lack of production when he had Derek Carr, you almost kind of have to let him go and restart. And here, let, let, let me, me get let me let me okay. let me give you a tangent real quick, real quick. Take Kelsey out of it. Kelsey. These three guys. Take Kelsey okay. out of it. You got these three guys. You got freaking Kittle, George Kittle, Darren Waller, or Mark Andrews. Where are you going first? And injuries do apply. Injuries mm. do apply. We'll go Mark Andrews. I, gosh, I, we're on the same page here, yeah. man. I like Mark Andrews. Okay, between Kittle and Waller, who are you going? For the way I like to play ball, I'm going Kittle. Oh man. Okay. Um, that's where we differ, man. I'm going Waller. That dude. That dude can make a difference up the field. I, I think so. But that's the difference with the way you like to play ball and the way yeah. I like to play ball. Tangent a over. Ti- a tight end has to be able to block. If he can't block, I don't want him. All right, tangent over, hit up your next point. So a team that I think is really winning free agency, and I think they're doing it very quietly on the back end, and no one's really looking, is the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. They released Derek Carr, and obviously they released their starting quarterback. They have the number seven overall pick in this year's draft. They're after a quarterback. They go and sign Jimmy G to a three-year deal. Pretty boy. Pretty boy. Jimmy G's 31. That's getting kind of old in today's game. They trade no, Darren. No, not for a QB. Come on now, Tom Brady. But, I mean, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, you know, he took a lot of hits there still. And Jimmy G, he's, you know. Look, Meh. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. He's a good placeholder. No, nah, Jimmy G's pretty good. He, he's he, a good placeholder. He's, he, a, he's he, what I like to call a uh, field general. He had his one shot. He will not get another shot. No. He, he had it, and he came up short. He came up about, what was that, like eight minutes short? <laughs> he, he came up with some shitty coaching that when they stopped running the ball. Exactly. Is what the problem was. So, back on back on the Raiders. They trade Darren Waller for a third-round pick for to the Giants. They signed Philip Dorsett, an oldie but goodie. The old man still got some wheels on him. So, he can still stretch the field. They also just snuck away with Jacoby Myers. How this guy wasn't signed the first day he was released and on the waivers or on free agency kind of blows my mind. Because they all saw that play of Jacoby Myers freaking tossing the ball to Chandler Jones for that game-ending game last year versus Pitt's, uh, Patriots and the Raiders. You know what I'm talking about? I have no that, idea what you're talking about. Uh, completely dreadful. So is, is that why he's on the the Raiders now? Yeah. Help, the, help like, the boys out? The Raiders are like, oh, thanks, man. You can join our team. You helped us win last year. Yeah. Then, Jacoby, okay. I'm going to differ with you on this one. Jacoby Myers is not good. I'm not going to say he's he's definitely better than not good. I think he's good. He's I, don't think he, I don't think he's great. But I, I definitely think he's better than what they have available. Who's the white kid that plays for the Raiders? <laughs> the white kid. <laughs> he, he's a white kid. I can't remember his name. I just know he's the white guy that plays for the Raiders. <laughs> that wider, that wider receiver's better than both those guys put together. Than Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, gosh, why can't I remember the white guy's name that plays for the Raiders? Because he's white. <laughs> we don't play football anymore. Hey, dude, Jacoby Myers is trash. That's why the. That is why the Patriots like, yeah, goodbye. He was like a first-round draft pick by the Patriots. And they just wanted to get rid of him all of a sudden? There's a lot of first-round draft picks that just like, yeah, just a fart in the wind. See ya. But not only did they sign Phil Dorsett and Jacoby Myers, they also helped their defense. That skeleton-wise, they're okay. They need... they. They have some help in the middle. Their pass rush is okay. They still need a little bit more help on the edges. But they signed Marcus Marcus Epps, a safety, uh, from the Eagles. 
Now, the real reason why I'm bringing this up is not really so much what they initially have done. What I think the Raiders have done very secretly has have been they've positioned themselves in a way to build faster than I think people are looking at right now at face value. Because of draft picks. Because one, because of draft picks. One, because now they signed Jimmy G, who is older, who has only a three-year deal. My question to you is, at the seventh overall pick, I don't think they'll do it at seventh. I think they'll do it in the second round at the 38th overall pick. If they could push back, it'd probably be better. What are the chances that after signing Jimmy G, the Raiders are positioning themselves for their next franchise quarterback? And their next franchise quarterback being Hinden Hooker. If Hinden Hooker, who's coming off that, no. if if Hinden Hooker, who's coming off this ACL injury, who medical experts are saying he might be ready for Week One of the NFL season, which obviously would imply that he's not going to play the NFL season because he won't have any time with his team, any time with the playbook. What are the chances that the Raiders take that chance? Like I said, probably not in the seventh overall pick. But at that 38th overall, overall pick, reaching a little bit, most mock drafts have Hinden Hooker going in the middle of the second round between 50 and 58. If they reach for him at 38, have him sit the whole year behind Jimmy G, recover, really progress as a passer in the NFL, maybe even sit behind Jimmy G his second year, do you or do you not think that would be a huge viable reason for them to draft Hendon Hooker? No. <laughs> Why? Here's the thing. D- does that or Here's does that not make Here's sense? Hey, because of his ACL tear or whatever it is, the injury, knee injury, he will not go until like the third or fourth round. He may not go to the third day, to be honest. Like, I like him. I like him as a quarterback. I would love to draft him, to be honest. A guy that does all the things right. Throws a lot of touchdowns. But doesn't turn the ball over. That's not where they're going with their first two picks. That's not where they're going. I think. I think. I think they need to Web- re completely reconvene on the whole defensive side of the ball. Their defense was weak as like wet paper, wet bread. There you go. Their their defense softer was softer than, than wet, wet bread. bread. Like it was not good. I think they're gonna go defense. So, do you think if Will Levis falls to him at seven? Do do you think they pick him? Is that a Kentucky guy? Yeah. God, I hope they do because that would suck for them. That would suck. For, <laughs> really, I, I think, I think in my mind, the best case scenario is at that seventh pick, like you said, either go for a good edge rusher or go for another good corner, maybe a safety. But I, I do, I think that with having Jimmy G on the roster now, they should really think about potentially getting Hinden Hooker at the thirty eighth overall pick, and if. If Hendon Hooker's gone or they don't feel like Hendon Hooker's a, a good enough fit, maybe look at Tanner McKee out of Stanford or Adrian O'Connell out of Purdue later in the fifth and sixth round. O'Connell? Is that what you just said? O'Connell, yeah. Dude, that dude out of Purdue, he played really well this yeah, season. We just, talked about him a lot during that whole stretch he had. He he is like a top – he should be going in this year's draft, at least he, somewhere he, in that third or fourth round, I he, think. He throws the ball a lot. But for as many yards as he has, he just doesn't have as many touchdowns, and he still turns the ball over compared to Hendon Hooker, who throws the ball a lot and does not turn the ball over. Yeah. Well, that also, Hyatt. Hyatt was amazing this year for Tennessee. For Tennessee. Yeah. So, I mean, is there a thing there? Yeah, they could possibly do that. But I think they're thinking Jimmy G is our quarterback for the next at least the next college quarterback run. You know what I mean? Like, so they got like two or three years out of him, I think. I don't think so. I think, I I think they, I think the Raiders, if they're not thinking about it, they should, they should think about taking quarterback in this draft and developing him under Jimmy G. And I think Kenan Hooker, if he's there, is worth the gamble, especially at their 38th overall pick. Like I said, it's reaching a bit. I mean, but I think it's worth it. You may not be too far off because. Why have Devontae Adams, why have paid him all that money and then not try to get him a quarterback? So that could be it. But also to finish out this point, white wide receiver is Hunter Renfro, That's it. which is 
a great slot guy, way better than any of those other guys that we were just talking about. But yeah, I mean, if you like the Raiders, sure. But I think I think the Bears have a much better chance at being good this year than the Raiders. I think if if the Raiders do what I think they should do, I think the Raiders will have a better winning record as of now. We'll wait till after the draft before I commit to that than the Bears. But the Raiders also play in a very competitive division. The, some would say the most, but I would say not because the NFC beast is the best division. Well, you know, we'll, we'll figure out that that division's quite Stacked. a, I mean, it's, it's bipolar, like 50% of all women, uh, pretty bipolar. <laughs> I, I mean, in my opinion, the NFC East has done the most in free agency to make all their teams better. That, that I would agree with. I think the NFC East as a as an entire division has been real aggressive in making their teams better with I mean, the exception of the commanders they're kind of just hanging out they they just, just wait just wait till uh, they're not going to do it as he walks out the door he's going to be signing that contract with Lamar allegedly Dan Snyder has cleaned out his office of all his personal Thank belongings from the... all the commanders facilities like i said that is alleged it seems that a sell of the team is imminent. And Cody, you said it before. You'll say it again. You think he's going to do the one thing that no other manager, no other owner could possibly think of doing. And that's signing Lamar Jackson to his outrageous contract, fully guaranteed. For sure. We spent a lot of time on this already, so I won't get too much in detail. But he's going to be signing that contract when he's walking out the door saying, see you later. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, we should have brought this up earlier, but allegedly, once again, allegedly, he turned down $133 million fully guaranteed for three years. Once again, also allegedly, that article that I had read that on and that I sent you, Cody, apparently that three-year $133 million guaranteed was part of a five-year sum, was part of a five-year contract. So that was the only part that was guaranteed. I'll take that deal. I I think if if three year one hundred thirty three, and then you know another two years, so you're just under fifty million a year. So that you're at five years. What's that? I'll uh, take that deal. Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay. Damn, I'd, damn good deal. Damn good deal. Ah, uh, I I don't know. I just Lamar Jackson's just reaching too much. I'm sorry. Lamar, you're you're a great quarterback. I, th- God, you're a good quarterback, but the way you play ball, the way Lamar Jackson plays ball, you cannot guarantee him a full contract like he's looking for. You just can't. Like I said last week, he's played twelve games in each of the last two seasons, and I'm sorry if you're not going to play all sixteen games. If I can't expect you to play all sixteen games, I'm not going to guarantee you your whole fucking salary. Plain and simple. Pay to play. Yeah, we we've hit we've hit this like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Beat him like a redhead stepchild. So we don't honest, get too much into it. Honestly, every day that I look on the NFL transactions and I see Lamar Jackson not being signed, it kind of makes me a little happy. I think he'll end up taking a much worse deal than what he was originally offered because no one's gonna give him no, the he, money he wants. No, he, he's gonna he's gonna play for Baltimore under this tag and he's not gonna have a damn choice about it because no one's gonna pay him. And I'm tired of hearing people saying, Oh no, why does nobody want Lamar No, people want Lamar Jackson. They just don't want Lamar Jackson for the money that he's thinking he deserves. Let me ask you, is he worth that much money if there was no injury questions? No. Well mm. Is he worth is he worth the fifty million a year? Is that what you're asking? Yes. In the in Get, today's market, you gotta think about it. Today's market at at the fully guaranteed what he's looking for. I don't think any listen, no nobody's listen, worth fully no guaranteed. one but the Browns are dumb enough to guarantee all the money. Deshaun Watson, one quarterback with one stupid agent with one stupid franchise, fuck the entire quarterback market for the entire NFL. Exactly. Thanks a lot. Exactly. You screwed everybody. Yeah, and more or less, you screwed Lamar Jackson because he ain't gonna get it. He probably could have got it or close to if Deshaun Watson doesn't do this stupid shit. But there's still we're still holding out hope for Dan Snyder. Other than that, 
I have nothing left to talk I, about today. I, I think we pretty much wrapped it up. That's NFL Week 1 free agency. That's the first couple days of March Madness, baby. Other than that, that's Party Card Sports. Cody, you got anything else to say? Uh, Dickie V is an overrated basketball commentator. <laughs> Enough said, period. I'm out. Period. You guys keep the party going out there. We'll keep the party going on here. We'll see you next week.